This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host Snigdha and joining us today is our in-house bark expert Mr Ayush Tiwari. Wow, that's an embarrassment to any bark expert. <laughs> But hi, hi. hi Good Ayush. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. How was the metro ride? Well, you know, it's uh, it's a uh, it's very satisfying. I mean, I'm sure for the in the initial days because it's, now you feel like life is seamlessly back to normal. Yeah. So it was a good ride. Yeah. I I got scared when you told me you're going in the metro. Isn't it crowded? It's uh, it's a very. I mean, morning may there are decent number of people, but it's never mm-hmm. pre-lockdown levels. Okay, okay, then that's fine. All right. So before we begin, I want to tell all our new listeners about News Laundry. We are a hundred percent ad-free news platform, and we really need your support to stay afloat. So please do subscribe to us. You can go to our website, newslaundry.com, and click the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. And listeners, if you're listening to this podcast on platforms like Spotify or Stitcher, remember we have a website, newslaundry.com. It's brand new and stick, and you can log on to the website to check out other cool stuff that we do, like interviews and video reports and podcasts. So do check them out. Yes, and Ayush, shall we hit it off with some bizarre news stories? Well, you know, the state of Gujarat has decided to rename that the dragon fruit. So now uh, they will be calling it. Uh, I remember Kamalan or something. I think it was Kamalam. Yes, Kamalam. Kamalam because it looks like a lotus, which <laughs> also incidentally happens to be the you know party symbol of the Bharatiya Janata Party. Tell me, how does it look like a lotus? Uh, I mean, you know, I From really don't angle? know. It's okay. It's pink in color, but it's got those spooky, you know, those thorny things. It actually looks like dragon hide. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, a child would say something. You know, if the child <laughs> who has been very, very limited access to the world, and he's seen a lotus and two, three flowers, and then he sees a sure dragon, he'll be like, "Oh, that looks like a lotus." <laughs> so it's very childish for them, and there's a reasoning, of course, is that because the yeah the origin of the for dragon fruit is chinese hmm. so yeah. it's like it's like a cryptic diplomatic uh, slight to this china. is the yeah this is the same level uh, you know those people who were saying uh, ban chinese food is yeah, the same level yeah, of yeah. Uh, you know argument <laughs> strange this was vijay rupani the chief minister right yes the chief minister oh, amazing my bizarre news story is actually uh, from thailand mm-hmm. this woman uh, she has been sent to jail for 43 years and for what for criticizing the royal family can oh, you believe that of course wow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so apparently no no boil for a while yeah so apparently they revived that law only last year mm. uh, supposedly you cannot insult the monarchy right and mm. uh, they got they got rid of the law but then last year they brought it back uh, you know because there were lots of anti government protests and all that so yeah poor woman these yeah. were for uh, facebook posts that she made like i don't know in 2013 14 and you know the royal family of thailand did uh, the protests were of course one part was this draconian law the second part was that they own immense amount of real estate oh. and uh, they can use i think the national treasury almost uh, as a pocket oh. uh, which is again by law so oh. the when the protests broke out and these were again young people in oh. the country Hmm. Uh, I remember reading it, and we had carried it on our daily dose. But yeah, forty-three years. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. crazy, man, for a Facebook post. 
you think we are heading there <laughs> well with the farooqi case with the farooqi case uh, i mean yeah but that is quite bizarre man poor guy he's been in jail for what now 20 days yeah for something no, he didn't do no, yeah, you know? yeah yeah even if he did it you know exactly. even if he did do, do this thing i don't know what's wrong with anything but yeah yeah I, actually talking about the thailand uh, monarchy i know all the gossipy bits about <laughs> the royal family <laughs> How, what He's got multiple. Have? No, no. What do you mean access? You can read it on any. Oh, you know okay. those. Oh, what are those uh, tabloids? Right, British tabloids. Right, right. I remember reading about this uh, king. Uh, what's his name? I can't pronounce his name. Vajra Longkorn. Uh, okay. He's the king, right? And uh, remember, don't you remember there? There were these pictures that went viral of him wearing this crop top with like tattoos oh, and yes. you know his military commanders in full uniform are standing while he's got like this low waist band with all like this. his butt crack almost showing. <laughs> and then there was another video of the of him celebrating his uh, dog's birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he made the queen. Uh, dress up in almost next to nothing and she was sitting there with the poodle and that video went viral oh it's bizarre yeah it's quite bizarre <laughs> all <laughs> right now coming to our topic of discussion for this week of course it is the trp scam and the whole drama that unfolded after the whatsapp chats came out now um the mumbai police's supplementary charge sheet in the scam case um they made public these whatsapp conversations between republic tv's editor in chief arnab goswami and the former ceo of bark or broadcast audience research council parthodas gupta and now there were hundreds of pages of these chats between the tv anchor and das gupta and there was some shocking information about collusion to get television ratings in favor of republic not to be really honest for those of us who work at news laundry especially are you sure i don't think it was as shocking uh, news laundry being a media watchdog we've been covering the trp scam case extensively in fact even before these whatsapp chats were made public Ayush in his report in November last year had actually taken a deep dive into the mechanics of the television rating measurement uh, system of Bark and uh, he had basically outlined how not just the employees of the organization were involved in this but also how the measurement system itself was you know problematic rotten in Ayush's words and the biggest takeaway from the report was actually you know something that is a matter of common sense one of the bodies ayush pointed out uh, that for, uh, founded bark is called the indian broadcasters federation or ibf now ibf is made up of 350 plus channels that includes the likes of disney bbc discovery star sony you know tv today times television network 18 abp asia net you know and uh, so ayush pointed out that uh, the measuring system itself is rotten because it's owned by it is made by these tv channels to rate them right so that itself tells you you know that there is a sort of a conflict of interest now uh, the chats that were recently brought to light also brought up uh, you know arnab's proximity with the current establishment um, actually going as high up as the prime minister's office and uh, we also saw how parthodas gupta helped arnab uh, gain access to confidential tv viewership data that arnab used to malign his you know competitors and also uh, both of them das gupta and uh, goswami they were colleagues at the times group is it true ayush 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been even told that um, it's Arnab who brought Partho in uh, at times now. I, I haven't see. verified this, of course, but yes, they were colleagues and the chat show uh, yeah. that they used to sit at the Kamla Mills uh, office of the yeah. Times now in Bombay. Right, right. Yeah. All right, uh, listeners, I'll just give you a quick brief of how it all started in case you've not been following it. It all began in October last year uh, when the crime branch of Mumbai police claimed that they had uh, busted this major TRP uh, manipulation racket in Mumbai. The police said that Republic TV and two other Marathi entertainment channels were involved in the scam. And uh, in their press release, the police claimed that the two Marathi channels and Republic TV had paid money to homeowners in whose houses uh, barometers were installed. Now, barometers are the machines that are used to measure TV ratings, right, Ayush? Yes. So the police said that, you know, uh, crores of rupees were made by these channels on the basis of these manipulated TRPs. And um, actually, the police's investigation had started based on a complaint that was filed by Hansa. Now, Hansa is a research company that was contracted by Bark to maintain these barometers across the country, right? Now, what followed was a lot of to and fro between Goswami and the Mumbai police, you know. And in the next couple of months, the police went on this arresting spree that included Mr. Parthodas Gupta himself and 13 other people. Also, Republic TV's CEO, Vikas Khanchandani, and um, the Mumbai police in its charge sheet had also claimed that uh, Goswami had paid Das Gupta and Ra- Romil Ramgarya, who was the C- COO of Bark, ex-CEO of Bark, uh, lakhs of rupees to rig TRPs in uh, Republic's favor. Now, the WhatsApp chats also revealed the burial of the likely burial, like Ayush said, of this multi-crore corruption complaint against Republic TV. And this was done, supposedly done by the Union Minister of State for Information and Broadcasting, Rajavardhan Rathor. And Ayush has rep- written a report on that too. We'll get to it later. Now, before we go to Ayush listeners, I want to point out how the unfolding of this scam is the perfect example that shows Uh, something that News Laundry has been going on and on about since the day it was founded, that our current news model is deeply flawed. It is a system where the interest of the public or the news consumer takes a backseat, while the interest of corporates and the government has become more important for TV news channels, right? And obviously, this is bound to happen when uh, media is dependent on big businesses and the government for advertisement revenue. And this is exactly why News Laundry consciously chose to remain 100% free of advertisements. And we depend on people like you to support us through modest monthly subscription fee that is just the lowest starts at 300 rupees a month. So please do consider subscribing to us and help us survive in this world dominated by legacy media. Pay to keep news free. So Ayush. Tell me, for someone who has been pointing out time and again through multiple reports how skewed our news model is, what was your immediate uh, response to these WhatsApp chats? Oh, you know, I was, um, I remember someone had tweeted that, uh, a journalist had tweeted that a person who's regularly putting out other people's WhatsApp chats, Mm. his own WhatsApp chat is coming out very soon. And I guessed who it was and I was very excited about it. (laughs) And I remember me and Basant had just walked into News Laundry on Friday when I found out uh, that the chats had come. 
and it was a treasure trove and the office was locked and even if it was locked we opened our laptops sat on the staircase and started <laughs> reading them and we read it you know till late in the evening and we filed wow. our piece and it more or less confirmed what everyone suspected you know yeah. that this uh, beneath this very perverse clamor of uh, i am a nationalist and bharat mata ki jai and mm. we must stand by the government it's nothing but a network of opportunists and middlemen and you know corrupt players who yeah. almost uh, you know network to buy influence and line their pockets and of course they take about nothing but themselves right. the country and the people or anyone else comes way way down the list even if it comes up at all for them so True. the news model it shows i think the biggest story from uh, in these uh, chats is the story on bark and how mm. deeply compromised it is as an institution it is government mandated all it's owned by ibf yeah. it's mandated by the government by the inb ministry mm. and you know it's very boring to read about bark because not a lot of people know what bark is and there's a yeah. lot of technicalities and right. bark has always used those technicalities and that hard language to almost hide itself and even now when the chats have gone out people are really focusing on a lot of things about arna but the real story in this all of this is bark and bark is the body through which almost 35000 crore worth of advertisements in india mm-hmm. is directed to you know you your tv news yeah. uh, all your tv channels so it's a lot that that body holds a lot of weight but and partho and arnab their conversations show that deeply uh, unsettling you know some things that they just say casually because of course they are insiders mm-hmm. hold so much weight for example when he says that there's a complaint against you in the ministry yeah and arnab just says in one message that you know yeah rathor told me about it he's put it aside yeah the dish fta thing right i mean if we did not know about that one story we did no one would have guessed what they were talking about exactly. everyone would have said there's a complaint but no one knew what was that complaint which ex- about which one exactly yeah exactly but you yeah. know because we've been reporting on this and we've been covering park and we know some bit of how this industry works right it was easy to pick out these things and you know just just uh, hold on to them and report them which is the real uh, story here it's not as important as the radio tapes of course yeah. <laughs> because you know arnab mm. has done worse things on television than what he's done on these chats mm. but uh, radio tapes also came at a time when there was more innocence about the media and mm-hmm. you know people weren't talking about the media that much mm-hmm. but uh, it, still these chats hold a lot of importance because they uncover a network of corruption in the media and the government right now uh, ayush can you quickly tell our listeners about how republican z uh, you know illegally reached you did a report on it illegally reached our millions of viewers by exploiting doordarshan's dth service yeah yeah so for example there is a dish tv you have tata sky which are private uh, dth services just like that there's a public dth service which is owned by the government called dd free dish Right, and they are usually for use for uh, rural regions in the Hindi heartland where people can't really pay the kind of money you pay to Tata Sky, which you and I mm-hmm. can pay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's really free, and because it's free, it go it spread over at least twenty two million households, mostly in North India. Wow! Right, mm-hmm. so. that 32 million is a huge number for anyone who wants his channel's distribution taken care of yeah you know so when republic tv was launched republic was appearing on dish dd free dish Achoo. now that unsettled a lot of people in the ministry because 
to get on DD free day, you just can't get it like that. Ki aise 22 million subscribers, to mein nahi milte free mein. Mm-hmm. You have to pay. You have to bid for a slot. You have to pay crores of rupees. But Republic TV did not do any of that. Not just Republic, but seven other channels of the Z Media Network. So your mm-hmm. all the regional channels of Z News, for mm-hmm. example, Z Z UP Bihar, which is called Z Purvaya, hmm. or Z Odisha, or Z Rajasthan, they were also there. So mm-hmm. if you take these eight channels, at least fifty plus crore rupees were not paid to the government of India, wow. but these channels had circumvented the entire system, which was a scam, right? Right, of course. And the ministry had known this all along, and we luckily got those documents where the ministry had expressed concerns over, you know, how. And this, by the way, this all this scam was being enabled by DD Free. Sorry, uh, by was being enabled by Dish TV. Which oh. was using some sort of unencryption. Private channels, private DTH services cannot carry any channel in an unencrypted form. Okay. Which simply means that if any channel is unencrypted, you can take a dish, put it on your uh, terrace, and it'll start catching a signal because right, it's right. unencrypted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it has encryption, then you'll uh, have to pay money. Huh, huh. So Dish TV used this unencryption, which is forbidden under Indian the DTH guidelines, to put these eight channels. into mm-hmm. um, the earth's orbit where it could be used by satellite and therefore it could be transmitted so and z of course dish tv is, was owned by z back then now it's half owned by videocon half by z Amazing. but yes it was a huge nexus and 50 right. plus crores of public money was lost in this so when did the ministry notice this and when did they express their concern the first complaint as far as we know came in may 2017 the same month the channel was launched as is it public Right. But the most condemning, or rather, the most uh, damning letter hmm. was written by Doordarshan to the ministry in June 2017. Okay, exactly 17 days before Partho Dasgupta tells Arnab that there's a complaint against you in the ministry. Oh, I see. And of course, Arnab also says that it's the dish, the dish FTA thing, right? Which is uh, dish, which can it can mean DD free dish, it can mean dish TV, but it. gives us a very strong clue about what they are talking about right right and then he goes on to say rathor told me and yes. said he's keeping it aside yes rathor who is the olympian who once made our country yeah. proud <laughs> and now you know insists to do the opposite yeah. he's the minister of state in the information and broadcasting ministry hmm, hmm. so uh, can you tell our listeners a little more about how this was uh, you know kept aside quote unquote Well, if he kept it aside, then mm. that would mean you know that strongly implies that they buried it. Yeah, because and after that we never heard. We never heard anything after this complaint supposedly was made in two thousand seventeen, but nothing really happened. Nothing really happened about yeah. it, and you know there are these dedicated websites called Indian Television or Best Media Info or Exchange for Media, mm. where articles keep appearing on these, but they are planted by the competitor channel. Oh. and these things mm-hmm. appeared there but no one reads his websites outside the industry itself true, true, so true. it's more or less the uh, it was an echo chamber but it right. never went out to the public and of course that that is keeping it aside but yeah. here we we must say that none of this can be shown you know with proper evidence mm-hmm. but we are only connecting the dots and asking mm-hmm. a very legitimate question about a minister yeah. and a powerful journalist right Yeah. No, I used to tell me <laughs> how much of the chats have you actually gone through because we know there are so many layers uh, that need to be unraveled, right? Uh, some of which you've already done. But uh, after going through the chats, uh, what were the major themes, if <laughs> I may say say it like that? You know, yeah. 
Well, we've gone through almost 200 pages uh, to 300 pages. Wow. I think out there are 1000 pages, two volumes, which are 500 pages oh each. But in that, Goswami and Partho are like two, 300 pages. Oh. There's a lot of conversation of Partho with his own colleagues at Park, like Romil, yeah, yeah, yeah. Romil Ramgadia mm. or uh, Shashi Senha, I think mm-hmm. at one point. So those conversations also take a good chunk, but of course no one's interested in them because that's not Arnab. Yeah. But the major themes in Arnab and Partho's conversation, I could really tell was how much Arnab is exactly like what you think he would be, you know? He's self-centered. He's completely obsessed, obsessed with himself. Yeah. He cannot get enough of bragging. Mm-hmm. He boasts about how Republic is always ahead of his competitors. And so and he gives details like they call Republic broke, broke this story at 1219, Arstak broke it at 1247. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And he's telling this all to the guy who was the CEO of Bark yeah. because that guy heads a body that will give his re- a, mm. a, a, a channel ratings, which will then decide the advertising, advertising revenue and also influence you know, in the TV and media industry. Mm-hmm. So he, he's constantly trying to show Partho how good Republic is, how it's ahead of everything. They're cracking a lot of jokes about Rahul Gandhi, about the opposition, nothing about Modi that I could mm-hmm. find, you know. And at some point, Arnab says, you know, taking the nationalistic line is such a good idea, you know, <laughs> when these things happen. Yeah. And of course, there's some bragging he does on the, on the before the Balakot strike, something big's going to happen, mm-hmm. things like that. But also, they... I think a lot of conversation that we couldn't get between the two men is also, there's a lot of instances where they say, just call me, call me urgently. And the other guy says, yeah, doing it. So they obviously call, talk on WhatsApp or whatever they do. And they also plan a meeting almost every other week. So they meet at Arnab's office, they meet at Partho's home or Partho's office. So they're constantly in touch. And this is so improper. It's such a conflict of interest mm. with the kind of information that the Bach CEO is sharing with him. Mm. At one point, he says, I'm sharing something with you. It's confidential. I don't even, we don't even talk to journalists on this level, wow. which means he was overstepping his yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 uh, it's really, you know, if you feel like these are, uh, that the world of powerful men is just like, uh, you know, glorified school ground. <laughs> where we yeah. all have friends and we all bitch about each other and we do favors and we are petty so right. it's it, that's the main impression i got from this conversation right um are you tell me something right now there's a lot of conversation uh regarding whatsapp's privacy new privacy policy and uh, people are concerned many people have moved to signal and telegram mm-hmm. and other such apps right how did these uh conversations uh get leaked well, the, the most reliable people have said in claim mm. that they were these conversations were backed up in the cloud folder of Partho's phone. Achha. Right. So mm. when Partho was arrested, they took his phone and through the backup in his that happens every night, you see the WhatsApp says, you know, at some point at 2 a.m. that it says we are backing up your messages. Mm. So they got access to that uh, cloud backup. And through that, all the conversation came up. Right, right. Now, coming back to what you said earlier, you know, about uh, how, you know, the world of uh, television news comes across as a glorified playground. Uh, You read so many of these uh, conversations uh, between Arnab and Partho. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, if you had to say get into Arnab's head, what is his approach towards news and journalism? Well, you know, it's... uh... 
I think what he thinks of uh, journalism yeah. is has a lot to do with his ego. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, that's not—he's not the only one in the business. Mm. But uh, with him, the ego is such a monumental game, and it's always some sort of a, a vengeance that he's seeking against. You know, the ghosts of his enemies—not even his actual enemies, but you know, <laughs> the ghosts of people who've done him wrong sometime in the past. So, right. Times Group was a huge theme in all these conversations. He's berating them at every other day, mm-hmm. saying how poor their shows are or how stupid MK. Anand is, or how stupid Vinit Jain is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how Rahul Shiv Shankar is an ass. Navika Kumar, you know, given her <laughs> size, she can. Yeah, Navika uh, Navika Kumar, given her size, can you know uh, put down anyone with a punch oh. or something like that. Really? Is that yeah. That? So he, wow. he, he and you know, if you read his Caravan profile from 2012, mm-hmm. if you see that there's a lot, there's a beautiful section in that of how he had a picture, had a painting of by his son mm-hmm. of him, uh, you know, leaving behind Rajdeep Sardesai in the TRP game and th- that was back then that was his grouse that Rajdeep was at NDTV was one who kept me behind but now I'm ahead of him right. and now it, in his, at this point in his life it's ahead, ahead of the Times group so he, this is a man who's fixated with uh, you know some rival in the industry and he really wants to get ahead of that rival he wants to prove himself and it's it's a very uh, he's a very fertile field for a psychoanalyst you know? yeah yeah <laughs> i was just going to say that uh, it really seems like he i mean genuinely needs a therapist yeah he, he, very interesting things will come out yeah. once you sit him down and yeah put give him some sort of a serum <laughs> that's true i used uh, Tell me something, uh, you know, I know that you were not really shocked by most of the conversations, right? But was there anything that you came across that took even you by surprise? Well, 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 <laughs> uh, that's a hard question, actually. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, yeah, you know, actually one thing I realized through these chats and it has to do with something else is that most of us like to think that um, Arnab is very powerful, probably mm. the most powerful person in, you know, uh, Indian journalism. Mm. But reading these chats, I was surprised uh, that uh, I think Rajat Sharma is the most powerful man. Yeah. But Arnab Goswami probably does not even have this fraction of respect and clout and influence that Rajat Sharma enjoys within this establishment in the Modi government. Of course, his channel is not a number one and all. Yeah. But he, he's more on in the, you know, chilled out uh, sort of power. Yeah, that he so. was with Arun Jaitley since college. Yeah. They yeah. were always together. Mm-hmm. He even, you know, he, he was a political operative in the 90s. He used to sit between the Samajwadi party and the other government and, you know, make sure he actually made a coalition. He played a part in having a government set up in one of the states. I remember reading in his caravan profile. So Arunab cannot even dream of doing things that Rajat Sharma has done in his career. And Mm. the sort of power that Rajat has, you can see Arunab, you know, almost uh, both of them actually bitching about it. So saying that Rajat is such an utter fool with a Mm. substandard channel Mm -hmm. or that, you know, he's uh, he's been outwitted or that he couldn't peddle, he couldn't make a influence government on this or that. So it's actually Rajat Sharma who's actually the center of power in the media. But Arnab Goswami is, I think, just a loud mouth, you know. Right. That was just one surprising bit in this conversation. Right. I think for most of us, I mean, uh, you know, after hearing... uh, 
everything about these conversations and analyzing hearing various kinds of analysis i think something i think we can all identify with you know what is happening it's all about petty politics power money something yeah. that happens everywhere right exactly exactly yeah tell, ayush tell me a little bit about the funniest bits in the chat i really want to know <laughs> they share such uncle jokes you know <laughs> uh, they, i mean not even uh, these are not men who studied in harvard or oxford yeah. or anything they they ch- share jokes like um, if something else happens rahul says ye hua modi says ye hua or someone walks into a bar hmm. and basically all the jokes are meant to you know take a dig at rahul gandhi right. and i don't really remember the specific jokes but they are such uncle jokes <laughs> that uh, goswami and partho share that one thing i mean no wonder these men are humorless <laughs> no consolation in life they don't know friendships they don't know yeah. uh, fun they don't know what uh, humor and mm. you know it's 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 those sort of debilitating uh, personality personality traits that make you sort of person that goswami <laughs> comes across as publicly and privately yeah. he's an uncle is what he is <laughs> all right okay on a more serious note one of the things that you know the critics media and the opposition have really caught on to is how you know high level military secrets were revealed to arnab goswami right now obviously yes. we are referring to the balakot air strikes also he was aware of the government's plan to revoke article 370 in advance and uh, in fact just today i was telling you ayush right um, mm-hmm. the telegraph on its front page has carried this headline february 23rd people will be elated these are the mm-hmm. exact words used in the chat yeah. then april 18th desh khush exact words used by modi mm-hmm. now <laughs> you know and i just read today itself i think there was this committee there's this committee of veterans called the confederation of ex parliamentary forces welfare association they've mm-hmm. actually written to the president uh, ramnath kovind asking for arnab to be tried for treason oh wow so ayush tell us about your latest report uh, you know let me tell our listeners the headline which speaks for itself it is called did arnab goswami know about the balakot air strike in advance probably not yeah so uh, i mean i'm simply arguing against this notion that is taken over partly because the congress and the aap government and their it cells have been you know using that as a counter against arnab mm-hmm. and that is simply that he had military secrets yeah uh, not just about balakot strike but possibly about the revocation of article 370 that is fine something that is normal to do a political party you know mm-hmm. you don't really the political parties are not out there to prove something right. but they are there to sow doubt in the mind of the people you know if you mm-hmm. even if you create an impression that's does a lot in yeah. terms of politics mm-hmm. but journalistically mm-hmm. it's absolutely not tenable is what i've argued that as journalists we shouldn't say that he knew that the balakot strikes were going to happen and he had military secrets can you explain how and well, why if, yeah simply if you read the messages he said you know something big is about to happen bigger than a normal strike yeah. at the same time they'll do something in kashmir these are too vague for the, it is too vague for to first take this message mm. and then infer ki are he had military secrets yeah 
fundamentally because saying someone has military secrets and someone has you know as someone like goswami is a huge claim and whenever you have a huge claim and when we whenever we report something not only you know cross check one two three sources but we mm. have to give some evidence some paperwork something yeah yep. but just because he says that something big is going to happen and we don't have any evidence we don't have any you know confirmations from say some secret source in the pmo or in the military we shouldn't be putting out things like that claiming that he had these things it's it's journalist it's a disservice to journalism it's what it is and most of the media outlets you know the wire the quint mm. and journalists uh, from these outlets even scroll carried a mm. some some you know clickbait headline on this mm. they've claimed that he had military secrets but i mean your journalist show me the evidence yeah. of how you can claim yeah. that he had military secrets and mm. i spoke to people i spoke to some defense correspondents who covered these things and they told mm. me that everyone at that time knew right. you know, even among the journalist circles they knew something speaks going to happen yeah so it was common knowledge plus on times of india had reported two days after pulwama terror attack mm. that the in the security establishment it was a favored option that they carry out uh, precision air strikes right. Right? right so that that these things were being reported openly in the media mm. and of course we know arnab leads a lot of times mm-hmm. of india and he watches times now and he's also embedded as a journalist so for someone if he's embedded in say embedded matlab if he has access to pmo if he has access mm, to amit mm, shah mm. then it's it's completely normal if he was told that something big was going to happen it was an air strike without of course the sensitive military details of where yeah, and what, yeah, how many planes yeah. we'll send exactly. and you know what time it will happen yeah so that that is normal journalism if, even if he had information that balakot mein hoga 26 tarikh ko hoga mm. and say he had reported it a day before ki kal india is going to strike even that is absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with it right that's, that's journalism that's not treason that's not uh, violating official secrets act if your source tells you something and that source says you can report it and hmm. you can cross check it and you trust yeah. your source then everything is should be reported yeah there's nothing wrong with that but in this case the simple argument is there's not enough evidence and to say that you know there are two things either he's exaggerating and lying huh. most most likely is if you read his chats he's always boasting yaar right. like you pointed boasting. out before huh. yeah he's trying to impress partho yaar and he mm-hmm. wants to impress him because he's a bark chief mm-hmm. uska rating depend karta hai partho pe yeah. so he's always boasting and it's unfair to say that okay it's either he's boasting or he had military secrets those are not equivalent possibilities right. saying military secrets is way more so extraordinary claims need, need extraordinary evidence yeah so that is way more serious and a way more ordinary explanation is that this guy was bragging absolutely and yeah. that's what i have argued is mm-hmm. most likely the case right and you also pointed out how uh, arnab himself had interviewed rajnath singh a day before he sent these messages and uh, rajnath singh had told him live on air that the government was not ruling out a military option in response to the pulwama attack and also something <laughs> that is very uh, you know common sensical but uh, most of us uh, didn't think about it is why would he tell all this to parthulas gupta of all people yeah why would he tell it to a guy yeah. at bark you know yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, basically is it uh, i mean are you trying to say that most of our media is picking up the narrative that the opposition is trying to uh, play that you know military secrets were revealed and uh, blah 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 they're just picking up, uh, picking it up without questioning it 
Well, it's it's probably the other way because a lot of journalists uh, put it out first. I think Zubair from Alt News had first said, you know, who huh. warned up knew about Palakot airstrikes with question mark and that yeah. fire emoji and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aditya Menon had tweeted it out. Wire had reported it. So uh, positions uh, has taken the, a lot of steam in the last two days, but before that, the media had done that. So it's mm. most likely out of irresponsible media reporting that that is giving them ammunition to make claims like that. And of course, everyone hates him. You know, everyone yeah. personally, journalists are also human exactly. beings. Exactly. Everyone hates him so much that uh, yeah. it's uh, almost um, you know, if, if there's a logical short circuit, yeah, you cannot uh, account for. You can almost uh, you know let it go. You can say, yeah, Right, but uh, you know, there are like you pointed out, there are so many other things. The major problem that comes through is how you know our news model is flawed, right? But the focus is not on that. Nobody's focusing on that except, I think, News Laundry or maybe a few other people. Everybody's whole, you know, hell-bent on, uh, you know, Arnab Goswami and, you know, all these uh, claims about uh, him knowing military secrets and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I think the real focus should be on how our uh, media needs uh, thorough, deep mm. cleansing, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, the, I mean, you might say I'm cynical, but I don't think anything serious will come out of these chats. Yeah. I mean, people might, you know, some people might start understanding media better. Mm-hmm. or might They might get disillusioned. But I mean, when the Radia tapes happened, which was a way bigger story than this. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happened to Barkhadat and Veer Sangvi? Veer Sangvi took dictation from Radia on how he'll write his column, what Radia told him appeared in his column in the Hindustan Times next day, exactly like that. Barkha was, you know, passing on messages between the DMK and the Congress party, trying to uh, play some sort of an operative Mm -hmm. when it came to the distribution of the ministry portfolios. These are heavily, heavily, you know, indicting things. But what, look, Veer Sangvi is tweeting away, he has a column. Barkha is famous, you know, once again, and she does good work. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at some point, people forget these things. So nothing comes out of it. So unless and until it's just news laundry or two other portals, um, then, you know, information dissemination is uh, really, will really be limited. Right. And if nothing happens in the courts, because this should go to the courts, the Rathor matter should definitely be investigated. Mm-hmm. But no one will do that because, the, you know, the judiciary, well, you know, let's just not say anything because we'd be held in yeah, contempt. Yeah, yeah. And the ministry is under the government. So, in, in effect, this is a sort of a fever that will be there for a couple of weeks and then everything will go. But probably somewhere 5, 10, 15 years down the line, someone will use our reports yeah, to tell a better hopefully. story of what was happening in India at this point of time. Right, right. Hopefully. So yeah. basically, I mean, he should be, there are so many things that have uh, been revealed through these chats for which he can be held, held accountable, him and multiple other people, right? But that's not really happening. Yes, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that brings us to the end of our discussion. Ayush, why don't you give us some of your recommendations? Uh, I have two recommendations. You know, yesterday was one of the best days of my life um, because India mm-hmm. won the Brisbane test. Oh, and yes. I, you know, <laughs> I can brag about it the entire life that I was there watching it when it happened. <laughs> and it was a historic moment, really. And uh, two brilliant articles uh, that were written on it. One was by this uh, sports columnist called Greg Baum right. in the Australian daily The Age called Thank You and Good Night India. 
uh, that is one. It's really, you know, conveys uh, how the, the weight of this uh, test match in mm. cricket history. And the second article by Rajdeep Sardesai in Scroll called Thank You Rahane and Company in gloomy times we needed a blissful moment like this. And they're both so well written and, uh, you know, they almost uh, made me sentimental, especially <laughs> Rajdeep's piece. All right. I'll try, even though I'm not very interested in cricket. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so my recommendation this week is um, actually Ayush's uh, articles, two of Ayush's articles. Uh, like we said uh, before uh, ending the conversation that uh, the focus needs to be on how flawed our news model is. And that is why to understand it better, I think you should really read the first piece is called TRP Scam. Bark's TV audience measurement system is rotten. And it's on newslaundry.com. It was written by Ayush. And the second article is also by Ayush. It is called How Republic TV and Z Media Illegally Reached Millions of Viewers. Both are on newslaundry.com and you should really read them. And uh, please write to us with your feedback. We're very eager to uh, make this podcast a better listening experience for all of you. So do write to us at contact at newslaundry.com with reporters without orders in the subject line. And also, if you liked what you heard, please do rate our podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you're tuned into. We also have a bunch of other podcasts like Hafta, Awful Nossum, Daily Dose, Better the Rating, More the Reach, and that means more subscribers. And that in turn means better content. And with that, this podcast is adjourned. Thank you and see you next week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.